See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Never Been Kissed on Stars. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside... I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Dan Murphy, he, him. I am Pora, he, him. And on this episode, we are doing, uh, we should have done this as a fucking teen bop, but I'm, I'm not going to lie, but we're going to do no. it as an age like Malk. No, it's aged so poorly. I don't know how this yep. is acceptable when it came out. Um, like It was, it's... yeah, it was played as like, oh, look how romantic. And now I look back on it like... <laughs> As no, this is going, like, Ugh. well, this yeah. is so cringy. They're like, I not, it's not just that relationship. There are multiple like inappropriate age gap relationships that are like <laughs> drawn attention to. Like, almost every male character is just like, damn, high schoolers are hot. And it's like, what, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not good. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there's that conversation about like Hollywood being rumors. And it's just like, yeah, this movie like really fits that narrative really well. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I wasn't even connecting that. I was just like, oh, Drew Barrymore. I, you, you suck, but you're just so endearing. Well, she's scab, not a scab. So, scab. Yeah, she, she is. She's she backed is out of being a scab. So. Well, oh, well, it's good now. There's a tentative agreement. So, like, uh, someone was saying, like, her and Bill Maher torpedoed oh, I mean, well, the thing for is, no it's reason. Like, it's like just Bill about. Maher, Bill Maher was so much worse than she was, though, because it's just like she was just stupid and hadn't really thought it through and was kind of worried about her contract and her crew and like other things that were going on whereas bill maher knew better and was just being an asshole like, I, I don't know if that's fair to say i think it's fair to fair say, to her, say. Her, he, he has a much his talk show I hate bill is maher never getting more canceled whereas, whereas her talk show is on shaky ground so okay. like that's um, a consideration. I mean, he really should be canceled. He's awful. Oh, he's been awful he, he forever. Really and he, he basically every few years, he, he he accidentally says the N-word, gets canceled for a few months, and everyone forgets about it. Like, And that happens every five years. Like, yeah. it's like, like the uh, vegetarians forgetting that McDonald's fries are made in animal fat controversy. So, yeah. Well, I find Drew Barrymore super charming, always loved her, you know, but like, I, I don't know. I just want her to direct I don't, no, more. I love no, Whip It. Oh, it's so a it's really directorial movie. Really? That's um, the only one she's directed? Yep. She mostly just serves as a producer. I mean, this was the first movie. This was, uh, well, movie fun that fact she number one. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the first movie she produced. Yeah. Well, this is the first movie that her production company produced. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Never Been Kissed from 1999, starring Drew Barrymore and uh, others. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck cat. I know Michael Barton from. Like, uh, he, he's a familiar face, that guy, huh? He is best known for Alias. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. I never really watched it, but I remember the commercials. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was actively uh, dating Jennifer Garner for the first couple seasons, I think. And then when they broke up is also when the show starts kind of tanking quality. So, um, you know, but whatever. She had a relationship with uh, with Ben Affleck that fell apart because of Ben Affleck's horrible big gambling problem. So, you know, let's, uh, that's always a fun story. What's the problem with gambling if you can just... Go and make another few million dollars whenever you want. I mean, it's part of it's just like, huh? Well, I kind of like you to be home with the kids and not hanging out at 
the casino all day. And oh, yeah, Ben fair. Affleck was kind of like, I'd rather hang out at the casino all day. And it's just <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That All sucks. right, <laughs> let's get into this movie. Yep. This movie does not have Ben Affleck. Uh, Thank God. It Josie does Geller. have James Franco, though. This movie would be improved by Ben Affleck being in it. <laughs> the yeah, I think feature it debut of James Franco. Mm-hmm. And so fun fact number two. <laughs> uh, that's a less fun fact. Yeah. Um, fuck you, James Franco, because mm-hmm. you listen to this. Uh <laughs> Josie Someone Geller. mentioned my name. I have to listen to it. <laughs> Josie Geller, Drew Barrymore. So he's like Luke Perry on uh, Family Guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, is an insecure 25-year-old copy editor for the Chicago Sun-Times. Not so fun fact number two. That building is now can was uh, torn down and replaced with a Trump International Hotel. Uh, Lovely. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not so it, also, it also has as pre-Dark Angel old Jessica Alba. So, oh, yeah, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's got like pre a lot of things, a lot of people like Marley Shelton's yeah. in here. I don't know how much John C. Riley had been in at this point. Uh, yep. Sean Whalen was at Spencer, the end of his yep. career, I think. Octavia Spencer, like, I mean, Molly Shannon at least was on, she was SNL. definitely established at this point, yeah, yeah, like she's third build on the poster, so like she was like people knew who she was. This was kind yeah. of her era, honestly, yeah. But yeah, like Lily Sobieski, Jordan Ladd, uh, J- James Franco. Yeah. I think that's sort of it for me. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to cast as we go through. So let's get at least to the end of one sentence. No. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who has never had a real relationship. Boom. Sentence one done. And it's not even a real relationship. She's literally never been kissed. I mean, it's kind of weird how this, how, how like the movie marketing plays that up a little bit more than the movie itself does, which is odd because it's just like, you have that like scene in which she's like describing what it's like to be kissed. And it's just like, oh, you've never been kissed is kind of like what you get out of it. And then the rest of the movie like kind of doesn't cycle back to that until the ending. But it may, yeah, but then yeah. it's like suddenly yeah. the most important thing in the world. In the right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. But like, I, the and movie like there tries are a few to do missed a opportunities. Things. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's some interesting choices in terms of how this film like balances its subplots in terms of like what subplot, subplots it, it chooses to have and what ones don't. Like, the fact that there's like no school administration character in this movie is a very odd choice. It is weird. Yeah. It's like, like there are only you get two faculty people members. working in that yeah, school. Yeah. You get, you get the coach oh. and two teachers, and oh, that's it. And a lunch yeah. lady. Yep. Uh, just cycling back to, uh, cast real quick because i just remembered uh the the female teacher is the one that we like see more than the others except for the guy who's like creepily eyeballing somebody he thinks is 17 um that's martha hackett who played who's to be best known as seska on voyager oh okay I was trying to figure out why she was so familiar. I mean, the one who also looks familiar is Cress Williams, and I don't know why. But, like, this is the second movie that we've had Sean Whalen in. I think it's our first Drew Barrymore. I think it's our first David Arquette. I think it's our first, well, Michael Vart and Molly Shannon. It's at least our second John C. Riley, if not third. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's the first to Octavia Spencer. It's at least our second Alan Covert because he's in like one shot of the movie or one scene, I guess. Yes. Yeah, the rest. The a lot rest. of people in this movie. No, there are a lot of people in this movie. Um, and it's just kind of odd because I wonder how they all like... feel about that now. Well, well I mean, Gary Marshall feels nothing never about, about it because it. he's dead. He's, yeah, Gary Marshall's <laughs> yeah. dead. Uh, he is like probably the high point, I guess. But he, I got his very, I got very, very tired of it by the end. Yeah, his when he came like... in, he just kept saying "Wiener, Wiener, Wiener," and I was like, oh, "They're just making him say Wiener in his voice, and that's meant to be enough to be comedy." You want a Wiener? wiener. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he he walks a weird line of like we're supposed to find him kind of like likable and yet he's very like so dismissive of his staff that it's just yeah. like wouldn't it be impossible to work for under him like he just yeah. seems like a freaking tyrant like there's a pretty good age like mulk thing right there you know yeah. it's like i don't yeah i don't think people at the time would take his initial like really unreasonable firing of that guy like as seriously and it is meant to be a joke but now you just look at it like differently i guess you know it's yeah still, it just doesn't work the same way as, as a, i imagine it would uh yeah well and that's one of the driving years ago. of uh you know i'm randomly giving you this chance and if you don't do it right i'm gonna fire you and your direct boss right right yeah. and it's well, like and, and, you know I mean, it's screwball well, we'll comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get to it when, when we get there. The description, but I mean, this like, movie that's one of the have... big things that I kind of hate about this movie is like, like the the like inciting incident or whatever you want to call it. It of of just sort of like like it's him just kind of like you do this. And it's just like she doesn't fight for this. Like this isn't her. Like she just gets gifted this opportunity instead of yeah. coming from her own character seeking it out. And it's yeah, just like the movie is just kind of like. Ugh, it's it's pretty disorganized mess that like thankfully there's enough good humor in it that like like it's not totally awful but so much of this movie was cringe oh my uh, God. i think that i only had like one laugh out loud yeah. moment in this movie but well, I mean, I, like, I, I like a lot of, a I like times. a lot of the costume design at the end of the movie. I mean, throughout. Oh yeah, that prom really looks like the co- so. But that good. prom is just like that's not. What it's such is. ridiculous high school that's prom, so- but like <laughs> yeah. it looks so good, and there's some like, great references throughout that yeah. crowd in there. They yeah. paid so much, I or, or just the uh, the neon sign out front looks like something yeah. that would cost like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, for just like, this one event, just your big basic south glen south prom but we're, we're gonna get a ten thousand dollar custom bucket well they have to neon. win the competition that they never reference at the end of the movie <laughs> but it's a fantasy it's a fantasy film you know i would say it's not it's like it, it's oh. never it never feels real to me at no all. it doesn't i i do feel like it does it has a very specific like not real feel to it that does permeate the whole thing and is consistent though i do think at times you could kind of call out how ridiculously not but that's just a thing that i like breaking the fourth wall that i don't think this film because i do feel like the world is actually consistent which is something that i think i've called out other films for not having a consistent world but it's just sort of like this is kind of like a dystopia <laughs> like how, how to, many like, newspapers you... exist that they're able to a be scooped but then everybody reads this story including yeah. him accidentally 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll the same, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But at the same time, I, I do feel like like did he actually read it or like he has other people who could be like, hey, I think this person is referencing you. You should check it out because that's kind of what happens in the real world. But yeah, you know, again, this but is no, he world. magically saw it after we <laughs> cut away from him not seeing it just in the nick I'm, of I'm time. I'm just wondering if they if the original ending of it was the clock strikes to zero and then they could just cut to credits and test audiences hated it so they filmed a new ending. <laughs> oh my god, that would have made it so much better. It would have made it so much better. Uh, but I can also see how audiences would fucking hate that ending. <laughs> yeah, no, that ending doesn't work at all. It's, it's literally it's a funny me- idea. It's, it's meant to be a a confection of a movie is like yeah, you yeah. can't you can't give it the hard 70s ending yeah. <laughs> yeah. like this movie is way too and much and then her mom floss. died of cancer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after a cop shot her dog yeah i i, I do like that like i their parent that her parents don't exist in this film like that they show yeah, up they in don't. like the prom flashback but we never see them in the modern day at all and it's just like they're not referenced as being dead it's like they should like exist right <laughs> uh, just like yeah. a reference to florida like yeah. that's all you needed or maybe they moved to uh, hawaii and that's why he runs the tiki hut. I, I still feel like there should be that like, was always the father's I, dream i, you I know, know some voiceovers or something like that of just as like like you know, like the, the mom having someone, like a, a like a voiceover <laughs> from her mom being all condescending about her not having a boyfriend. Like that her seems like her like messages kind of and standard that. standard like rom com like trope that like should be in this movie. Yeah, well, I think like, Drew just... Barrymore should have played all the major roles, but we don't always get who we want. <laughs> like you know, like the clumps. <laughs> if, if you're not Peter the, Sellers, if you're not dating boys, how am I ever gonna have grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that would be yeah. great all right <laughs> one day her editor-in-chief rigford uh gary marshall uh assigns her to uh, report undercover I mean, at a high school to request... help parents become more aware of their children's lives bam sorry uh yeah. just you know this this movie is a gary marshall movie in all but name i mean it just feels like one of his dumb movies uh you know in the fantastical rom-com um element you know there was other people doing it but definitely the include like casting of him is i feel like they, she probably thought like oh good luck charm or you know we're, we're yeah. trying to do the new wave of the gary marshall style movie yeah and i just really, really connected like that movies. it was that gary marshall yeah 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 I'm an well, idiot. I mean, and then and also i just think that you know just the whole she gets assigned to report under like it's such a loose structure that like i i'm just it no you you sent there for a specific reason like there needs to be like i i i don't really get my son hey you pretend to be in high school again and it's just like feel like there should be like a more, more like substance book. yeah like like you know i mean like 21 jump street definitely plays up that gag and like it works in that movie and in this it's just like we need her to be in high school it doesn't really matter how we get her there just uh, go she's you a know? reporter <laughs> yeah well this is before we had to put a hat on everything though you know it's no, it it's is not. what it is it's no like... it's not it's the it's the 90s like the struck like they're getting there they're getting there but it's like the difference is 
Yeah, but this is the well. That's why this movie feels like it. It, it feels date. It feel felt dated in ninety nine too. Yeah, it's I mean, it like, feels like it got in, written in like ninety four, and yeah, and, and that probably I mean, also explains a lot of the like eighties leaning stuff. Because if she's only twenty five, right. like her going to prom is only seven years ago, and that's ninety two, and styles had already changed drastically. Like it feels like it's supposed to be like probably written ninety four, set in and like yeah, put her in how like eighty seven, like, languishing in de- in development hell. Because like yeah, this this definitely feels like it, it. Like, I mean, it's just like it feels dated by late nineties standards. Um, yeah. It feels like something that actually would have functioned in the eighties, um, and was probably films like that were still getting written until the early 90s but they just sit there but also because this was kind of her drew barrymore's new production company they're probably just pulling off of like scripts that people have been like ah, it's so close but not worth making and they're like yeah no this is worth making so like yeah i'm curious when this was actually written but i don't know if we'll actually be able to find that information out i'm looking up this director roger gosnell's um filmography and it, this is the journeyman of hollywood it is just he's no, oh, yeah. no, no there this, is this no movie personal has, yeah this, oh, this it, movie has like... a 54 percent rating on rotten tomatoes it is the highest rated movie that he has ever directed <laughs> <laughs> follows wow. up with big mama's house we got beverly hills chihuahua <laughs> oh, the smurfs what? one and two yep oh. <laughs> oh god yeah i mean his he... first movie was home alone 3 yeah like nearly oh. they they were like oh which do you have anything you want to talk about in the movie like you know because he's probably all made money he's like nope <laughs> 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 just give me another just give me some more of that beverly hills chihuahua that's good i'll do that and i mean i respect that like that's you know that's how i hey, look hey, it's, it's, it's good <laughs> he's like he's got to get it so he's got yeah. a good work-life balance probably you know he's like yeah. yeah i'll just do that shit don't even have to think about it and then go do what i actually care about he doesn't like movies at all <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like movies at all yeah, I, uh, I hate that there are people like that out there though like <laughs> they ball definitely I are well i mean i, I just like the recent now more by, than by martin scorsese about like stop watching comic book movies watch movies by filmmakers like Christopher oh my Nolan, God, who directed three comic book movies yeah <laughs> but that was like a fuck variety man for totally <laughs> totally instigating this fucking riot for the millionth time because that is not he never said comic book movies he never said comic book movies in that fucking interview and then variety says fucking scorsese says kill everyone who likes comic book movies you know it was like a real bad no i mean it's it's, based on the original interview i I mean it, it, it it's it's about adapting to tastes and understanding kind of the landscape and i mean at the at a certain point it's like scorsese is ancient like i do think that killers of the flower moon will do well but like like i don't know if he really has his fingers on the pulse of what audiences want so you know it's like he's just kind of like old man yelling at cloud to a certain extent so yeah basically especially i'm not sure he has a finger on his he he should have a finger on his own pulse because he's probably gonna die real soon because he's ancient God, yeah. you guys are so mean. <laughs> Welcome to America, baby. I mean, there, there was an article I saw, like I didn't actually read it, but I saw uh, where he is talking about how uh, he doesn't know what his purpose in life anymore is. 
so he's having his like old life crisis and it's like mm. you've made some of the most iconic films of all time like you could fucking retire but no oh, he's never gonna he won't i mean and you know that's that's my question with with tarantino's those claims that he's yeah, gonna retire bullshit. it's like like I feel like this is a marketing ploy. I feel like maybe you will take an extended break, but seriously, I think you're going to be fucking bored and you're going to come back. So, you know, that's we'll why see. Scorsese makes films. He likes hanging yeah. out with his friends and making films. Yeah. Well, I, mean, that's, I don't why, think that's why Adam Sandler makes films. He likes hanging out with his friends and setting <laughs> his films in tropical locations with a loose plot that allows him to be there. And the films are terrible and they still get made. So, <laughs> I don't think uh, Scorsese needs to worry about the comic book movies. They seem to be doing a good enough job of killing themselves right now. Yeah, Uh, no, there's definitely, there's definitely. That will just uh, change. Like the fads change over time. Elaine is opening, like, you know, I mean, it's like the fucking Westerns gave way to space movies, which gave way, you know, something like. Yeah, it's cyclical. It looks like comic book movies are better or for worse at the end of their cycle and something else is going to step in. And yeah. I don't know what it is yet, but it's gonna be something. Vampires again. <laughs> oh, I'd be so down for vampires again. I want vampires again. Or like like uh, I really wish that the dark universe didn't like shoot itself in the dead Oh, that would have been so good oh. if they yeah, did. Yeah, it's that just up. like oh they man. wouldn't have a clue. Though that I just don't think that is a there was no way that could work with like you have to do they all have to be PG thirteen. And I know that the old movies were uh, you know, uh, so know. mild. I mean, it, they're it, so it, mild it compared to now, but like, you know, like it could have worked. worked. You can make you need, you need, you need to figure more. out who who was your central character of the franchise, though, and they never really and like like Tom Cruise was not going to be it, um, and they just didn't have a plan going in. So I mean, and no, they they wanted um they wanted fucking Russell Crowe to be like their Coulson. Like, you don't need a Coulson, you need a Tony Stark. Yeah. Like exactly. I, and I don't like I, I don't know who you have as that character. I mean, I guess theoretically you could like you know, but I mean they already tried it with like Hugh Jackman's Hel- Van Helsing. Like Van Helsing's a character that kind of can fit into that role. I don't think Dr. Jekyll can. Um, and I don't know really, you know, I mean, it's like you need your Abbott and Costello, but you're probably not going to want to go as comedy as Abbott and Costello. <laughs> no, you, you need like, exactly. Your, These uh, are the kind yeah. of dumb, boring decisions that would make me hate it as much as any yeah. other building of franchises, you know, yeah. which is just not. Uh, there's yeah, like, like a good movies. version of this that existed as, as a series. Penny Dreadful, at least like the first two seasons of it. Yeah, yeah I heard of that one. Yeah. Um, but hey, we're not talking about horror until next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, this movie's kind of horrifying, but yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's a different kind of horror. <laughs> All right, her first day at South Glen South High School—a dumb fucking name. Yep. Like, like, especially East Glen East. It like, I don't know if these are actual areas in Chicago, but yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds dumb. I mean, I, I think ink that I'm trying to remember with uh, I feel like with Chicago, like they could have made a joke about like setting it in like northeastern Chicago, because technically that just puts you in Lake Michigan. Um, yes, that would be <laughs> wicked funny. So like, but I mean, it's because it's like, uh, 
what what is it in uh uh and don't stop believing uh like south detroit is not a part of detroit like detroit doesn't have a south section um despite the lyric they just think it sounds good so <laughs> i mean but, it like, has to have some but sound, yeah i mean like even I, if it's I, not it, named I as mean, such it, very frequently you will see like northeastern is an actual college but like like you know in in massachusetts but like they'll set a northeastern in chicago because again acknowledging that chicago yeah, no, no, but that's because, yeah, there's Northwestern, but like Northeastern physically cannot exist in Chicago because, again, Northeast puts you in like Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think you're right, Pork. There, there must be like some sort of south of Detroit, even that's if it's not just, called south. Oh, there Detroit. is, not, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not, not called south of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I mean, we, we're all aware of. There's there's uh there's there's Marlboro and then there's Westboro, Southboro, and Northboro, but Marlboro is the Eastboro of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yes. South Gun South High School is miserable. Josie reverts to the old geek persona that ruined her first high school experience. She also has an unfortunate run-in with three obnoxious popular girls, Kirsten, Gibby, and Kristen. Uh, I really wish they'd gone Jessica with Kirsten, Alba. Kristen, and, and Kirsten. I loved Kirsten on... Uh, Kirsten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, like, Kirsten's a character on, on How I Met Your Mother, and I just love that joke of it. Just like, yeah, it's it's K-R-I-R. <laughs> like, it's, there's That's an R funny. before and after the I. <laughs> it's Madison with a Y and two N's, and the Y yeah. isn't where you think it is. I think it is. Um, these uh, stuck-up popular girls are not as funny as the Josie and the Pussycats ones. That's all I could think about because it was all also like a trio, you know. And I was like, yeah, mm, well, I, I mean, really I miss like that that, they, that intense. That they go to, the they go to sparsely attended reggae concerts and have choreographed <laughs> dances to it because that's totally what high school girls do. Oh, like, absolutely. That was weird. can confirm. Like it was a fun scene, but it was also a weird scene, and we'll get yeah, there. We'll, it's not we'll, like yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. It's also creepy, but yes, uh, Jessica Alba, Marley Shelton, and Jordan Ladd as the three ladies. Um, and school's most attractive and popular student, Guy Perkins. Uh, he's been in nothing since 2011, so I'm not even going to mention his name. Um, he's not very good in this. I mean, no. he doesn't really have much they has to do. So yeah, I mean, he's just, like, just just be be attractive. Have have that like, you know, they they're just gonna have have a you know a soft filtered lens with with like I like that that like I lilting music like and that's all he has to do is like smolder into camera because that's all his character is. So mm-hmm. yep. Um. Yeah fucking soft filter uh guy perkins uh josie loses hope but is reassured when a kind-hearted nerd named aldis befriends her lily sobieski uh i love like how her career is gone she just has refused like most mainstream stuff and just wants to like i think this is an interesting project like I i respect her creative sense uh, i mean she was in that uve bowl dungeon siege movie though 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I feel like she's probably that at might a point where like she's a, made enough money and managed it correctly enough that she doesn't need to take money movies just for a paycheck. So no, she didn't do that because she's also in 88 minutes, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Hey, has hey, anyone well, seen yeah, I mean, 88 minutes? It's a no, really, no, of course not. It's a terrible Al Pacino thriller. <laughs> uh, so the, it's oh, it's the real time one that's not as good as Nick of Time. That's right. Yep, <laughs> I have seen it. <laughs> I don't even think it is. Is it actually real time? I don't think it is. Well, I think it's outside not. of it's, like opening, no, it's not. It's, not. Oh, it's not. That's unfortunate. It doesn't even have it, that going for it. It's just uh, pure trash. I mean, that if gimmick, you're gonna call it like twenty four made that gimmick really, really tired. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's why I like Nick of Time. Because it came out before twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like years before. Yeah. Um plus Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh Aldi's befriends her. Aldi's who loathes Guy and his gang invites Joseph. Clearly secretly has a crush on Guy. Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh invites Josie to join the denominators. A, a math league group, a group of intelligent students, and, uh, which and, also and, had where Josie uh, invalidates their any of their wins <laughs> by participating. Uh, not only that, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> there's a later plot point that means that doesn't matter how the end of the game at the end goes, they, yeah. they should be disqualified because yep, yep. 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 <laughs> There's well, a lot I mean, of we, like asshole yeah. older people hey, fucking with these we kids. Actually, we actually <laughs> we actually see Josie competing on the team. We only actually see her brother practicing with the team. So we True. don't so we don't know if he actually participated in any actual games. Although it's heavily implied. It is heavily implied. Um, also, Giuseppe Andrews is one of the denominators, and he's only credited as denominator in this movie, which is so yeah. weird to me. Well, I'm also like Will Forte is the coach, and I don't even see him listed on the on the on the Wikipedia credit. Holy shit, so, I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, Will Forte was the coach. Yeah, he's the baseball coach, isn't he? No, no, different no, was. baseball coach. Okay, looks similar. I'm pretty. I, I'm a big Forte fan. I could probably pick him out of a lineup. I feel like I would notice that one. Although, I couldn't keep my eyes on this movie the whole time. <laughs> oh no! I, I it, it, this is such a it begs, watch it that begs you to look you at your phone. To, you just have to look away. Yeah, <laughs> it does beg you to look at your phone. Yeah, because <laughs> visually, not a whole lot. It's like, on. please don't take me seriously. Yeah. I desperately don't want you to take me seriously. I mean, except for like the prom scene for me, but. Just because I was looking at all the costumes, really. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, camera-wise, they do not do anything interesting with this movie at all. No, I actually can't find anything uh, even in the uncredited's for who, who played the coaches. Coach. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe it improved by Beverly Hills Chihuahua and the Smurfs too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> More like complex shots. No, yeah, that th- guy this got is like those jobs by numbers for directing. Like yeah. there is not much exciting about 
any of the shots in this movie. No, like nothing no. is super memorable to me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, a lot of the time, a lot of characters just feel like they show up because they were like friends of someone on the crew to be there. Like the guy who's hanging out in the van the whole time. Like, not only is he really poorly introduced and just randomly appears out of nowhere despite not being established at any point, then he brings a girlfriend along who also doesn't get a proper introduction. <laughs> yeah, and just is she's, hanging out in scenes. <laughs> like, I said, I said that during it was like she is literally. She's been in the van the whole fucking movie. He's been on like three I separate. I live here now. Yeah, <laughs> three separate operations. She's sitting next to him and never says a single word. Doesn't get a line. Yeah, yeah. She's just so like fine. clearly. It's just like yeah. She's just his friend who is like, hey, he's filming. Want to hang out? Yeah, sure. You want to be in the movie? Sure. Okay. What what do we do? We just sit in the van and drink wine. Awesome. I could do that. <laughs> I could <laughs> like... do that. <laughs> no, nah, they just wanted him to be able to say something to someone. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. She needs. To, she needs. To, he, they need someone to blow her cover at the end of the movie. That's the only reason why he's there. So, right. Or, or you know, blow yeah. her cover to the teacher. Yeah. I can't believe you're not underage. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, even though I've been a total cross <laughs> like cross the line creep this whole freaking movie, and how my girlfriend's breaking up for, with me because she thinks I'm too immature. Like, yeah. like he leaves, like, he leaves in a huff when he flies out as well, like, like yeah, right away, and like, I'm just like, wow. No, like, like that's the all you can think. That he's having about his relationship of just like you should so not be a teacher. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, seriously. Like, so let awesome. me tell you guys. Like, uh, as a a girl who was sixteen at the time this movie came out, like, uh, yeah, this really sold me the wrong message about like. You know, it was like, look how romantic it is. It would be so cool if a teacher fell in love with me. And it's like, oh, I mean, I know everybody gets crushes on their teachers, but like, oh, it's not meant God. to be reciprocal. Yeah, no. no, I definitely had a few over the years, but like, no, I, yeah. I, I, mean, I, like, I it would be it, weird. It's like, look, look, it's really OK. She's well, actually gross. 25. And it's like, yeah, but you thought she was 17 the whole time. Yeah. Well, and then it's also just he has all those conversations about how he has like, like, you know, how he was like wanting to be like a hot and similar to her brother in a lot of respects, too, of just sort of like like how he like hasn't grown out of like wanting to be in high school. So it's like because he doesn't want to be like stop being a high school student he becomes a high school teacher and it's just like that is the worst reason to become a teacher yeah. <laughs> and it is just like total pedo talk <laughs> yeah. and and by the like, end i of the never movie, want the feeling to die yeah <laughs> and i will do anything to make that happen and by the end of the movie david arquette her brother who enrolls himself in will get there eventually but he's an assist he's he gets established as an assistant coach at that yeah. time after pretending to be a student and player like yeah yeah like, like honestly guys how and she showed him her junk you know not none, <laughs> that of, happens. The, none of this would have played <laughs> like again if i had a fully formed brain when i saw this yeah. like when it came out like none of this really i'm sure that like adults would by and well either adults would go well that's how it was done in my day teachers you know knocked up students all the time and married <laughs> them and that's just a normal thing like i don't know but 
like yeah it like it just it's so weird to me that like there wasn't like more of an uproar about this movie even in the 90s because it's like come on man like even then we knew that it wasn't cool for like fucking teachers to you know like hit on students like it's like i get you know kind of like developing more of like a um like a personal relationship with you know students that are you know struggling at home or something but like when it becomes like sexual and feeling wise like that that you're kind of crossing a different line there um and uh yeah like i'm just i'm thinking to myself like why wouldn't his normal his reaction to oh i'm sorry i've been lying this whole time i'm actually a reporter and i'm 25 wouldn't why wouldn't he immediately respond oh thank god <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I mean, not um, actually a pedophile. pedophile. Thank yeah. God. No, I mean, like his reactions overall are just like everything he does approaches these situations is wrong. And that's the thing that's interesting, especially when you contrast it with like Arquette's reactions to things, because it's like he does some stupid shit, but like all of his interactions with like the girl who's like I kidding on him are just sort of like like uh no no this is a bad idea no (laughs) yeah he's trying to brush her off without hurting her feelings Feelings. that's actually an appropriate way to handle that yeah when you're 23 and she's 16 yeah but she's Uh. a gymnast and the teacher who is meant to be the more respectable one does not do that yeah yeah the teacher is way worse david arquette is david arquette like you know they even throw in the thing that says like he has the fucking reading age of Oh, if it's 15, 15 or whatever old, he's like yeah, yeah. he's an idiot you know yeah like there's there's a little bit more leeway and he's doing the right thing whereas the other guy the teacher like he's no also, better he knows better and he's doing it way worse do do we ever establish how old he is i mean uh, if no. his girlfriend is a lawyer in new york she's probably at least 28 if not, well, they established that he's like. I'm trying to think if they give. Do they give a timetable? Does he like, like that you can like, like this happened X years ago that you could figure out because I know that he says they. I think he says he's been dating his girlfriend for five years, so that would place a step. And they theoretically met in college, so that places him in his like mid to late twenties at minimum. But um, I'm wondering okay. if there's something more definitive about that. But, oh yeah, because I don't think you needed they a purposely left. Yeah, well, this is the 90s, so technically you might not need a master's. Yeah, you may not need a master's, but yeah, I would, I, I, yeah, I'm, I I think that they would purposely left it ambiguous because they don't really want to be like, he's 30, look, he's hitting on a person he thinks is 17. Gross. Like, (laughs) it's like, it's going to be gross no matter what, but like, I think they just want, like, they want you to forget how, like, that that how much of an age and uh you know power gap there is here yeah well i mean and also they can fudge it somewhat by terms of the ages of the various actors playing the character he graduated high school when he was 14 yeah because like drew barrymore (laughs) is yeah drew barrymore is 25 making this varton was 32 making this or something like that um so like you know and then there's interesting things like all the high schoolers are in their early 20s when this was made because that's just what you do when you cast high school students (laughs) um because you don't want unset teachers it's more money so no yeah never thought about that being the reason oh yeah it's totally the reason because they have to hire 
they're if they're under 18 they have to hire another uh, additional person to be there like honestly as an actor unless you've established yourself as a child actor it's near impossible to get work from the ages of 15 to 17 because the extra cost uh to hire you versus hiring an 18 year old is so significant that the 18 year old's almost always going to be cheaper so well josie falls in love with her english teacher sam colson uh played by michael burton uh, and becomes the top student in his class after reacting after Reciting a romantic excerpt from Shakespeare to Sam, Josie has horrible flashbacks to when she read a romantic poem aloud in the class to her high school crush, the popular boy named Billy Prince. I don't have Billy's name in front of me. Um, who later asked her to the senior prom, making her dream come true. However, on the night of prom, Billy arrives with another girl, and both of them hurl eggs and insults at Josie, humiliating her and breaking her heart. Honestly, like, I laughed the hardest at this movie when she got hit in the face with the egg. Like, I'm, yep. I'm sorry. Like, I was just like, that is so ridiculously cruel and so just stupid plot point that I'm just like, I can't believe the movie went there. I'm just laughing. <laughs> well, I thought I was mixing it up with all the million versions of this and other movies. And I was like, was it she kisses a pig or what? what is it? That's, Emily said pig. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I didn't remember. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> Just he like, literally throws an egg at her. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just, it's so pointed and mean. Yeah. Uh, but like her poem was so cringe, which That's is so sort of funny because cringe. like you watch like 10 things I hate about you and like that end poem. I got to rewatch that movie. Future team Bob. Yeah. We're, we're building our like teen cringe movie 90s movie universe hey, hey, build but, up that, to, but uh, that movie has the joker and uh and, and robin teaming up so you know but but like that's why we're gonna build up to not another teen movie that <laughs> that's going to be like the peak of our 90s Ugh. cringe Ugh. and yes it, it does have robin and the joker teaming up <laughs> uh that's one of those deaths that still kind of makes me sad yeah, because like he was a damn good actor, and I would have loved to have seen him act. In yeah, it would have been interesting to see what his career does. Um, it's also just crazy to think of how he wins an Academy Award for that. I don't think he gets nominated if he didn't die. So because of bias. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Ugh. One night, while driving out with Aldous, Josie encounters Guy and his gang at a local hangout called The Court, where promiscuity and underage drinking take place. Does promiscuity <laughs> specifically take place there? I don't think they actually suggest that it does. No. I think they only no. suggest that, dr that illegal drug use does. Mm -hmm. I think that this was just an excuse to link yeah. in link yeah. in promiscuity and underage drinking into this as hyperlinks. Yeah. So... Uh, well, I mean, that's one of the things that this movie, like, I wish it had some sort of commentary on teen culture, really, but instead it just seems to have, like, a nostalgic thing of, like, remember when you were in high school and you thought this shit mattered? Well, it doesn't, and, you know, here, but it's like, I don't know, like, this audience, the audience this seems like it's going for is more, like, people just out of high school than necessarily people in high school, so it's kind of like a weird, like... I don't know. I, I feel like other movies have kind of captured both audiences better than this did. But at the same time, I'm sure I only saw this when it was in, when she was in high school. So, yep. I, unfortunately. Uh, I, <laughs> unfortunately, I I saw this in high school as well. 
I, I came out when, we, when I was in high school. I did not watch it. <laughs> yeah, I would have watched it. That was a smart a, choice. A good few years after that, I'd say, after it came out. I mean, yeah, we're all kind of like the target audience that this was for. You were probably just like that edge too young. Yeah, that would be my guess. Because like um, we were all freshmen in high school in 1999. I was a sophomore. But this, this oh, is a, a movie yeah. I, w- I mean, definitely already would have been into more alternative stuff because I was when I was young. But this was one of those ones that you just look at and be like, man, Americans are fucking weird. <laughs> like <laughs> everything about it is just so strange. And the uh, like just the the. It's mostly the last sequence, but the baseball field and the and everyone there and clapping and the and with the timer and I'm like, this is just (laughs) this is just insane. Like I could, I it's like science fiction. It's like literally unrelatable in any way. (laughs) Are we done yet? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Her managing editor, Augustus Gus Strauss, uh, John C. Riley, loses patience with Josie after a rival paper scoops the court story and orders Josie to become friends with the popular kids. But, like, what is this mysterious other paper as well? It's specifically the Tribune. Like, they're, like, it's, they right. multiple, every time they mention, like, she works for the Chicago Sun-Times. She and works for Roger Ebert's newspaper, and, they, yeah, and, they and he works by the Chicago uh, Tribune, which was Siskel, was, was Gene Siskel's paper, yeah. We're, so. we're, we're not there yet, but did anybody else notice uh, Siskel and Ebert as two of the people as, like, it, at the dance? No. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, well, I yes. did notice, I did know that, that Ebert gave this a pretty lukewarm thumbs up which i'm like yeah he gave it a more more harsh on this film because it's not very good i agree (laughs) he was being biased yeah yeah he was like it's set in chicago it's my my papers reference did it i gotta like it (laughs) they paid us a lot of money we're gonna write them a good review um he arranges for her to wear a hidden camera, and soon the whole office becomes obsessed with her story. And like this is the best that you hidden camera in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> the best. But like it's a hidden camera that you couldn't even have today. It's of such high quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it really, it really could have commented on like the obsession that was happening with you know reality tv at that time right because that was the thing right i mean it is tr- it is kind of doing that with the people watch uh, the office watching it but not really but it makes no, it I feel mean, there's, positive a, there's a much larger commentary subplot with those characters that i think could be in this in terms of like like yeah reality tv or uh, sort sean like, whalen's like incel people yeah or or how people like view youth culture and things like that like like you know is there is the commentary on like how we look back at those years in a certain way like it's like much of it is just a means to an end though it's yeah the movie doesn't care about it yeah the movie doesn't care like none of these subplots really interact with each other in in interesting or meaningful ways and it's just kind of they're all just kind of thrown haphazardly together in an attempt to get jokes which mostly don't work but occasionally they're like ah i like seeing john c Riley knitting in that one scene but um that was yeah. a good callback <laughs> so... a couple of giggles before 
just started annoying me as a movie and i did i mean I, I was pretty done with this movie about 10 minutes in but you know oh, yeah. <laughs> although it is kind of funny that sean whalen's character is named merkin yeah i i, I again it's just like yeah you you could bring that back because that's a really like like they this was made by hollywood people they know what a merkin is like yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that also, like, again, it, it feels like a lot of missed opportunity. Yeah. Like, a lot of wrong decisions, but also a lot of missed opportunity. Cause, well, like... I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's, a there you know, at the same time, I, I know that they want kind of a light comedy, and, like, most of my ideas is to, like, fix this, you make way this darker. way, way too edgy, <laughs> make this, like, a hard R comedy about, like, exposing, a, like, groomers in education or something like that. It's just, like, you're not making that movie. You're not making that movie in 1999, especially. Like, <laughs> so, but... Like, yep. like oh yeah because american pie was until 2000 huh yeah not so. with roger gosnell at the at the helm <laughs> that's for sure yeah i mean and it's just like oh, so yeah. uh, like basically it's like it wants to have a nostalgia excuse to look at high school and say that you can kind of like as embarrassing as that was you can move past it slash correct some of the mistakes you made type feel good thing. And I guess that's what it's going for. It's just, it's so loose and flimsy and I want something a little bit more directed. Yeah. <laughs> Josie, TJ, confides, keep going. Josie yeah. confides in her brother, Rob, uh, David Arquette about her fears. Rob, who is their high school's most popular boy in his, in his teens, urges her to let go of her old self and start anew. To help her, Rob enrolls as a student and becomes an instant hit. Um, calling back the uh, spelled with the K coleslaw. Yeah. Which again, I'm not sure that would actually make you that popular. Like to to eat a fuck ton of coleslaw, I think that would just make you the gross kid that people get to do sh weird shit. Like, but what? I mean, it apparently was a competition, but we had no establishment that it was a competition until it was over. Well, we yeah, you see the other guy being disappointed that he quote unquote lost, but I mean, he was also that character was also a really interesting addition because he's like he's a cool kid, but he's not with the cool kids. Yeah, you know, so he's essentially like their moose from Archie Comics. Yeah, I mean they can't. You know, I, I this is acceptable to me as showing as a way he he got popular. I mean, what what are they gonna do? You, you, yeah, you oh, know. I know. I mean, it's it's a it's totally acceptable. It's just like I feel like there was a better thing because I feel like the kid who eats a fuck ton of coleslaw is not the popular kid he's the mm -hmm. fat kid who gets big fun of <laughs> like but you know whatever he did the thing um he then uses his influence to uh, draw josie into the cool crowd much to the dismay dismay of aldous i mean i don't think we really get we get you know oh hey you went to go see a band instead of like coming to the denominators meeting I was worried about you. Yeah. Well, and she gets the kind of dismissive attitude about wearing the denominator's sweatshirt. And I think, I feel like there's a scene in which she like interacts with the cool girls over interacting with Aldous, but like, yeah, it's pretty flimsy. But I mean, it's, you know, again, it's just like so much of this is just like, oh, I remember how like Mean Girls kind of did this scene and 
did it way better. Oh yeah, Mean Girls kind of did the scene and did it way better. Um, I mean, Mean Girls came out after this and was probably inspired by this largely, but it's just yeah. like it's a but it did it way better. better movie. <laughs> Not inspired by this. It's inspired by older, better movies that this Clueless. is inspired by. Yeah, Mean well, Girls. I, I, owns a, I don't know. Mean Girls owns a million times more to Clueless than this. Like Mean Mean Girls, oh, I do do think kind of adapted the math league aspect from this into its plot. Okay. So, I, like that was something that I noticed. There's no there other teen movies with math leagues. Not really. Like, like this is definitely Spider-Man one of the more coming. <laughs> that's not. A, <laughs> I feel that's like not it's... a teen movie, and that didn't come out before me. Uh, sorry, it is absolutely a teen movie, dude. It's like yeah, John it Hughes is. might might as made it as well made it from the grave. It's such a teen movie. What's <laughs> oh, the action to do? We're gonna do John Hughes stuff that's at some point. Oh yes, we will. We will suffer through pretty and pink at some point, I'm sure. Oh, or God. sixteen candles. Which which one's more cringe? They're so cringe, but I don't know. I Better do like dead. those movies more. They're but they have terrible terrible messages, but they're like yep. made oh, in yeah. such a pleasant <laughs> way. Like way more, way more, you know. This like as movies, there's more going on than in this. You know, like they John Hughes movies tend to look really cool, and you know they got a lot going on. Yeah, that I don't think this movie has to offer. This just has the cringe. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> not much. Hey, hey, and I mean, like we had really hit like peak cringe of like the early two thousands of like like oh man, The Office is the greatest show ever because it just makes you cringe for thirty minutes, and it's just like really that's what we wanted. And it's like yep, so actual cringe comedy. Yeah, you mean yep. Like cringe comedy was was really like kicking off around this time, and uh, then we got a roughly a full decade of it um before people were like hey let's have different styles of comedy instead and thank god it's still massive it is still it is still exists but yeah i don't think it's i i think it's coming down um from the heights it used to be because god thank god the office ended but i guess it's getting a reboot so we'll see what i happens. was gonna say there's a, there's an office reboot coming yeah i saw those rumors Sam and Josie grow closer, but Sam struggles with his feelings as he thinks she's a student. Shouldn't be a teacher. Uh, <laughs> we know somebody like that, Emily. Yeah, we do. Uh, Guy and Josie attend the prom as Rosalind and Orlando from Shakespeare's As You Like It. Uh, that That's a callback to earlier in the movie. Um, and, and revealing that she has a crush on the teacher because that's the movie that that's the book that they've been reading in his class because they mm -hmm. only ever cover one book in English classes in the three months that she's <laughs> apparently there. Yeah. <laughs> Great edumacation. Uh, Anita no Gus. Uh, Anita Gus and Josie's other they couldn't afford books because they spent all the money on the dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The neon sign was our entire book budget for the next three years. Hey, we have to win that competition that we never reference again. <laughs> We've got William Shatner's tech war. Kids need to learn about tech war. Otherwise, I'm going to owe the other principal a six-pack. Uh, uh, what principal? This school doesn't have a principal. We yeah. never see them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because That's they're true. drinking in their office. <laughs> uh, and can you blame them? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> Again, cut for the prom. <laughs> Can't afford a principal. 
that one teacher drew Barrymore's classes the whole school. He run him and Molly Shannon. Oh no, who's the other lady? The Seska. Uh, Martha Hackett. Yeah. They they yeah. run the whole school. Yep. Anita, Gus, and Josie's and Josie's other co-workers watch through the camera and are overjoyed as she has voted prom queen. As Guy I like how they were laying odds on whether she was going to win prom queen <laughs> yeah. because that was hilarious. So, so apparently uh, Sean Whalen was only supposed to be in that first scene that he's in, but like Drew Barrymore just liked him so much. It was like, no, just, just throw him in here. <laughs> so that's Which why he it, like, I think that he added. Throughout. It, yeah. He added a little bit to his few scenes throughout. Like, oh no, I mean that's the thing. It's like, like Octavia Spencer's totally wasted, whereas yep. like all the other characters feel like they have like a gimmick to them that like is why you're like kind of okay with seeing like John C. Riley and um, uh, Molly Shannon both totally have like memorable gimmicks to their characters that hmm. work more than they don't, but they definitely do. They push Molly Shannon to the limits of how much Molly Shannon I can take. So. But you know that's that's generally the case. Well, she's so much better now. I mean, I I really liked her in the last few projects I've seen her. In. Oh yeah, no, I mean since she's moved away from the over the top SNL characters to right. more grounded characters, she's gotten much better. But like for a long time, it was just sort of like all of her characters were very look at me, and it's like yeah, you can only take that energy so much. Yeah, I really don't know much of her stuff from this era, you know, like, because SNL, obviously not a big thing in Europe. And, you know, I guess she was only doing these kind of side things. So I, I didn't really know anything about her until kind of... No, I mean, I thought, I well, I had always assumed that, like, what we, that Superstar actually did well internationally, but it probably didn't. Never so. even heard of it until, like, way later. Yeah. <laughs> EJ, please finish. <laughs> as Guy dances with Atlas as an attempted friend, as an alleged act of friendship, the mean girls attempt to dump dog food over her. Oh, it should just say over her. Maybe make a reference to the fact that they make fun of her calling her Alpo. Uh, yeah. Outraged, Josie prevents the incident, throwing her crown away. Well, like, prevents it and knocks the dog food conveniently all over the three mean girls um throws her crown away and reveals her true identity she praises all this for her kindness and warns the students that <laughs> one's persona in high school means nothing in the real world Sam for is all hurt. those oh, for everyone watching it who's not in high school <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> uh it's like it's I, it's like oh man i get that you needed the character to reveal it somehow but like did you have to do it in a you know like i'm throwing a hissy fit i'm taking my ball and going home kind of way like it's just it, they make this character so undignified in like every aspect i mean but, that's why i laughed at her when she has an egg thrown at her like yeah, yeah don't I know. Feel bad for her in ways that you're supposed to feel bad. Yeah, for her. No. I don't like her. I don't <laughs> like that. You know, it's it, like, of course, you know, the teacher is going to be like, "So you were fucking trying to like beat me so you could write a story about me?" It's like, yeah, obviously you would think that. Like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just pretending to be a 17 year old girl and flirting the, with you fucking constantly, uh, uh, 
and I have no ulterior motive. Because because that's not what she Even was ordered to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we did skip over the whole like going to the weird reggae club as a cool thing kids do in high school because that. <laughs> yeah. like, there's so sorry, many. I things. mean, like, I think and also know, they're they... teachers and also yeah. their coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's just like the the. I mean, we don't like... is it, we don't know it's a reggae club. It's just a band playing. In yeah, a it's club. a. But, but I mean, still... ultimately, I feel like we needed a throwaway reference to like they don't card or something like that, or like the fact that she gets stamped when she comes in. It's just like generally speaking, they will stamp or like put bands on the people who can drink because you can just kind of like yeah. wash the stamp off or remove the band if they did it the other way around mm-hmm. so yeah i mean honestly though like also just as a side note on that scene there's no fucking way teachers would like go to a place that like you know is all go to a show that's all ages in in air in the immediate area of where their students live like Unless and it's not like creeps. okay if you live in like a tiny like a small town and like this is the one thing that's happening for a week or whatever like okay maybe this is fucking chicago you can go anywhere else i don't know i mean i feel like if like taylor swift is playing a show in chicago teachers and students are both going to go this to is it. not taylor but Swift. Yes. <laughs> an yeah. all-ages club show where marijuana yeah. smoking is allowed in the open <laughs> like the biggest yeah, no, this, joint this is, ever. This is the place that yeah. a teacher would be <laughs> not the biggest like, joint not, ever. Yeah, this, this okay, is the place a teacher like should big, be saying, I should, large not be, joint. "I should not be at this." Um, but at the same time, this is why we established that Michael Vartan's character is kind of a creep because yeah. why is he here? <laughs> yeah. Well, his girlfriend doesn't seem his to girlfriend be too seems like to be kind of annoyed to be there. Like she's like, "This is not the place that you should be at." I'm leaving. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, Rightly I did so. like I did like that dumb joke, but like it also I don't know if I I don't know how to read it because is it her trying to make a joke and it's just an awkward one or like like her playing dumb or her actually being dumb? I think in and, that case it was actually her being dumb. It comes uh, across as her actually being dumb, but like I, I don't I know liked, why I like the joke, but Which like yeah, feels I mean, it's, weird. It yeah, should it, it should be played off as like you know pretending to be dumb. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing is they're they're very inconsistent about Josie's intelligence. Like right. early on, she's like hyper correcting everyone's grammar, which is a trait that I think they should have played up more when she's in high school because that would make you super unpopular. Um, yeah. But like, like it's it's a like quirk that kind of like shows that she's intelligent but doesn't really get social interaction well. Um, and it's something that they could have easily brought back because that's kind of her character arc overall. But but like, nope, it's just kind of there in the beginning and never played with again. So. Mm-hmm. It just makes her unlikable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. By everyone, especially in the beginning. But I guess that's to, yeah. like, set you up that, you know, ha, huh, she was a nerd in high school, and she's still a nerd now, but she... I mean, she still, still comes like... off as, like, a know-it-all character that you're just like, I don't know why I'm watching... Like, why am I supposed to like you? And it's like, oh, because everyone else around you is even more annoying. <laughs> uh, Drew Barrymore is just so damn adorable. I mean, I do think that her persona helps helps make this character 
way more palatable than other actresses would make it like anybody else playing this role i think it would have crashed and burned way harder but like i think there are others there's that could just do it, something but like yeah yeah uh, there's just something so adorable to me about drew barrymore like fucking like our entire lives she's not that much older than us <laughs> yeah well she's also just had a pretty shitty space <laughs> oh yeah no i like i have fe- i have different feelings about her these days but like drew barrymore like 1999 oh yeah totes yeah but she was doing you know i mean she was also it was you know it's confusing with drew barrymore it was like she's trying to be a sex symbol and then she's not and i guess some of that was stuff she maybe didn't want to do i don't know um yeah. but like her hollywood persona was kind of confusing you know it was well, like, i mean it's largely sometime... because as you know she had to break out of being that child actor thing and then right she kind right of does so it overboard and and had a lot of drug issues and then ultimately... but the drug issues were when she was the kid right yeah well yeah. i mean <laughs> at, also as she was transitioning to stop it from from being an adult taking adult roles as opposed to child roles right so like it all just kind of it you know she had a very awkward she had a very public and very awkward teen phase um which is kind of where everything kind of goes to shit now she seems to have mostly pulled shit together but like like yeah i mean like a lot of awkwardness in her early 20s and late and late teens um so uh we've had at least two drew barrymore movies because we did donnie darko which i think was another flowers pictures production i think her her Cellar door, the most beautiful words. (laughs) So perfect, goddammit. You know what my favorite words are? We're done. Get to the get. But we're not there yet. (laughs) Sam is hurt by our lies and states he wants nothing to do with her. Also angered is Rob, who, as a phony student, received a second chance at baseball why not just become a fucking high school coach because he didn't realize that he he wanted to be that until he was accidentally doing that when he was their star player i mean like i like his arc i think it could have been probably written better but i like the concept of it um because i do think that like he stumbles into a coaching role like i like when he's like teaching the get the other players like how to get a better grip on their bat and things like that and he's like oh i like i actually have found um something that's meaningful to me and that's you know where he has his fight with drew barrymore is that like this is he was getting some meaning out of this and he thought it was just playing baseball but it's just like oh he actually likes coaching it too cool good discovery glad he figured that out so but i mean like the movie could do a better job doing it but honestly it doesn't hit you over the head with it and it's one of the aspects that you know ultimately i think david arquette comes away from this really well um like i'd like his character even though his character should be way more of a creep than he is but you know power to him good acting i mean i honestly kind of like that he doesn't come off as a creep yeah he doesn't and he should but he doesn't so yeah um josie ultimately making amends secures him a job uh, secures him a coaching job that isn't how that plays is it just entirely skipping over like the whole fucking prom no I yeah do, yeah you got through the prom no yeah it's Skipping, it, oh, it, it yeah. can't possibly skip over the ending. Yeah, no, you just have the last hey, paragraph, which is the ending. There was a lot of cool stuff in the prom. Um, that yeah, there was the like uh, Kirk and Uhura, uh, mm-hmm. that there was a 
Jesus or no? Uh, well, <laughs> Joseph and Mary. <laughs> Joseph and Mary. That There's gag no room is at this hilarious, table. but it's just like I love that gag. What? It's so it's like what? It's so bad. Girl, I love it. Like, like was she already a pregnant teenager? Was like this is a costume I can go with. Like, I really hope so. Like, um, <laughs> who is dressed? What teenager is dressing up as the Virgin Mary? <laughs> uh, we but had three Barbies cool and three Kens. Yep. Um, oh, shit. Siskel and Ebert, I mentioned before. Uh, I should have like made notes on this. Um, it does Uncle Sam and Betsy much. Ross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the village people. Did you just say that? <laughs> Yeah, the village people, the DNA, like... Um, oh, yeah, the DNA was fun. Like, they're ridiculous. It's just like, would teenagers actually wear this shit to a prom? I don't think no. so, but... <laughs> this movie is, no. has no idea what fucking teenagers are. It's like, well, it's just very no clearly written by, you know, old yeah. men. Yes. Yeah. I think there is... Who are the writers? There's one One of them is... It's like a male and female. Yeah, it's female, Abby Khan right? and... and and Mark Silverstein, but like both of them seem like they're more, more writers that are brought in to punch up like other script people's doctors. scripts. Like, yeah, yeah okay. they, they, like it doesn't feel like the main, the actual like original writer on this was credited. It seems like these other people were brought in to fix the script and changed it so much that that other writer was not credited anymore or didn't want the credit anymore. It so, was probably Gary yeah. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually like, like something of his that had been sitting around, around for like for a, a decade time. and a half. Yeah, yeah, I can see that easily. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just zazz it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, all right, Josie vows to give Gus a story and writes an account of her experience. In it, she admits that she's never been kissed. It describes <laughs> describes that the students of South Glen South and avows her love for Sam. The entire city is moved by it. Uh, she <laughs> enough for to fill a high school baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I reiterate, they haven't seen the show. This is just like a fucking newspaper article in the showcase section. Like, is the nineties like yeah. what? Well, the other the other thing that I thought was really interesting about this article is it's just like so much. I mean, really, so much of the movie in general is it's just like. If you flop the genders for so much of this, it becomes so much more problematic. Oh, like, you yeah. imagine like a guy writing an article about his love for like like some <laughs> woman he he like deceived. It's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a uh, it's real bad. Yeah, again, really bad message to to have drilled into my head at sixteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, the entire city is moved by it. She writes, she will stand in the middle of the baseball field with a countdown and wait for Sam to come and kiss her. Josie waits, but the clock runs out with no sign of Sam. Oh no! Cut to black. Movie <laughs> over. <laughs> That's what would have happened if you were. Smart. That's what would happen in real life. <laughs> Sorry, he's gone. A, he he didn't come because he went to prison, sequence, as established by the opening shot of the movie. The opening Turn. voiceover of the movie. He's been fired and left town. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never to teach again. <laughs> yep. We're not saying uh, uh, again. Well, I've got his name stuck in my throat that but... I'm not going to let out. But yeah. yeah, we're not letting that out. But I know exactly. I, yes, yeah. Uh, in in case you were wondering, yes, this shit happens in real life. This shit happens in real life. Most okay. likely, 
because well also dan didn't we have at least one teacher who definitely married somebody that he taught in high school and yeah, a second teacher that was fired for fucking a high school student um I know rumors of high school of high school student teacher relationships in our high school. I do know that one of our teachers did date, did end up marrying a former student. Supposedly, nothing happened when they were in in you know when he was student teacher. This happened like met up years later, but you know that's that is still he was her teacher. So. Yes, although he was a very young teacher at that time, he he was like twenty three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, this is like when, he when you her. didn't need a master and then they to become like, a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. They so. they reconnected when he was like twenty eight and she was twenty three. And yeah, I mean, I think I think it was like, like they had their like but still, ten and five weird power dynamics. Ten and five year reunions overlapped or some stupid thing, and that was like oh you know, yeah yeah. All right. Well, the entire city is moved. She writes, "She will blah blah blah." Stadium, come kiss her. Weird request. Uh, clock runs out uh, on the verge of giving up soft cheers from the crowd give way to a booming roar as Sam, emer Sam emerges to give her a romantic kiss they totally cut out weenas weenas who wants a weenah I got a wiener. You you want a wiener? <laughs> Why isn't that in the plot summary? Come on. Because Gary Marshall has no berry on the plot other than to get it in motion. Like... Yeah. <laughs> um. As Sam emerges to give her a romantic kiss. Weird. Uh, the movie ends with Sam telling her it took him forever to get there. A sentiment that the sentiment with which Josie agrees as they kiss again. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like they could have like, set so... up like traffic is terrible in that part of the city or something like that. Like something to seed it. But again, this movie's lazy. So why would you do that? I mean, she was I mean, late it's... getting to Spanish class. It, it's meant it's meant as a it emotionally took me forever to get here yeah yeah and i think it's it would have been corny. funnier if she was like you know you know she's thinking he means you know emotionally as well because she clearly does and we all know why but right. like he means like no traffic just sucked yeah. that's right you found <laughs> the joke yeah yeah just, the joke what's introspective just hints that they don't have good communication between the two so we know that this relationship and badly anyway <laughs> he's like what's introspection i don't understand uh it's that thing you teach in your class i don't teach that in my class i also love that he's like also like he teaches shakespeare and then later on is like kind of their sex ed teacher like he's a, a, he has to yeah. do all the jobs i'm telling you they have <laughs> yeah, no budget they have no staff yeah, All right, kids, here's an example of a, of an erect penis. Yeah. <laughs> they could have used the coach from the baseball team as your, have. like, you know, phys ed teacher. But they, oh, they also had a phys ed teacher, a women's phys ed oh, teacher. Oh, yes, they did. Because they separate the men from the women. Right. Yes, they did. And she got mad about her not running fast enough. And that was a, it, that could have been some commentary about young people's bodies, plasticity. But nope, they didn't go there. Nope, nope. Could have been a conversation. Yep. Could have been a joke. Yep. Be right back. Could have been anything. See, He's leaving he, us hanging right near the end. We've taken so long that TJ couldn't even hold his bladder anymore. Yeah, this is the Wikipedia plot summary's fault. Way too long. <laughs> I mean, this movie stinks, and that's that's all they they needed to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, creepo you know hits on 
person he thinks is well i I love how the introduction to his character is is just like hi i'm sam colson but i guess you have to call me mr colson so it's like right out of the gate we know it's (laughs) like this is someone who does not not belong in teaching like no no like immediate immediate bad impression of him like fine like okay (laughs) like less ethically questionable if he were at if he were at a college level not great but less ethically questionable. Like, yeah, we're talking about minors. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, is you can get you have those teachers that have their like cool nicknames, like you know, oh, coach, whatever, or like Mister S. But like, you know, yeah, at the high school level, it's not a first name thing. Well, it's I feel never like there are there. I there feel are like weird there are, but they're gonna probably. be like, like they're gonna be like, like you know mr tom or something like that you know it's gonna it's still gonna have that yeah like, some kind like, of honorific honorific in there yeah you know? whereas like I, I not that you had many in college but there were definitely college professors who were like just fucking call me by my first name yeah it's like yeah we're all adults in this room so whatever right right well and then you know the the line though there, there's still you know college professors dating students happens it's still it is, problematic, it's, but not, problematic as problematic. not as problematic. problematic as dating and, an underage person. It's still, yeah, it's problematic, and because usually, there is a power dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it's a power dynamic thing, and also probably in their contracts. Like, mm. I have a feeling that you would, you know, it like, you know, they, yeah, they will uh, quietly shuffle you into like. Well, I mean, you know, most of the, yeah, non-teaching sort of role if i mean most of the time they try to like they'll try to figure out if that happens like there's usually at least two professors teaching the same courses until you get to like highly specialized stuff and they will shuffle that student into a course that is not also being taught by the same professor yeah that too tj finish oh did we? We did finish. We did finish. Yay! We finish. Yeah, yeah. We, we we get like the most interesting shot in the movie that's like it should yeah. be well, as the after. as the Beach How Boys play, times... play "Don't Worry, Baby." Like, it's sort of weird that Drew Barrymore has been like made out with twice on a pitching mound, at least <laughs> twice. Yeah. No, I mean that's the thing. Is like this, this, is, this is why is she signed on for Fever Pitch. Yeah. That's her kink. Also, yeah. she can fit a baseball all the way up her pussy. <laughs> is that so a, her kink her is her, her kink is like shoving a baseball in her pussy in front of like fifty thousand people at once. No, and not that's in front my, of my ping pong ball people. trick. She she like she taught herself how to essentially be a pitching machine. Mm. <laughs> wow, I'm really happy where this conversation's going. Very family fr- family friendly. <laughs> okay, like we've ever been a family friendly podcast. Are we done now? <laughs> the movie sucks. No, ruined. we we if we're all right. Um, for you, we can get into verdicts. Let's start off with: Is this Malk? Yes. 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 <laughs> like, there's so much inappropriate comments about the attractiveness of high school girls in this movie. And it's just like, thank God they're all played by like appropriately aged women. But like, like, no, like why Ugh. why are these comments here? Like everyone but John C. Riley, I think every male character says something sketchy about a character who is underage in the movie, or at least thought to be underage in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, 
that was a fun fact. Uh, Gary Marshall earlier at like towards the beginning of the movie, he says, I barely ever even see my, I never even see my kids and the woman on his left on that scene in that scene is our, I guess from our perspective on his right. Um, on his is, left there we go is his is his uh, daughter yeah oh my god is his daughter <laughs> <laughs> well i mean but it's also yeah it's this whole thing is about him wanting to connect with his kids final scene of the movie with him in it his kid is not there like there's no character playing his son there's no actor playing his son in that scene so it's just like oh daughter. we totally forgot about that subplot and it's like yeah because i didn't even know that subplot problems. existed the, uh, <laughs> until you just mentioned it right now <laughs> but it yep. totally does it's like because it's never addressed yeah mm-hmm. like this movie is lazy it's really yeah. lazy. It's really lazy. It's really creepy. Yep. Again, I still feel kind of personally accosted for, you know, like this being portrayed as romantic and cute because no, it fucked me up in ways when I was younger. And, uh, you know, therapy's not free. Thanks, movie. <laughs> <laughs> they should charge you or you should charge them for the ticket that you bought. Kind of. I want my I mean, eight like, bucks back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie has a very like I, it's it's hard to think that this was like acceptable when it came out, and it's really bad now. Mm-hmm. So, but like Barrymore, Barrymore does this character on her show. Oh, so. she has done this character on her mm-hmm. show. I mean, but that's the other thing is like, despite how like problematic this movie is, it's mostly with kind of like. Like the lar- like, I I do feel like I Barrymore and Arquette and Riley all kind of play their characters fine. There's no issue with them. It's just everyone else, <laughs> everyone else who's portraying an adult. I should say, uh, um, not Molly Shannon. Like Molly Shannon. Molly creepy, Shannon. Molly Shannon. Like, is, Molly Shannon doesn't. Creep Molly Shannon kids. giving sex ed is not appropriate. No. Like, also, yeah. Molly Shannon is totally encouraging her to to uh, essentially catfish the teacher that thinks she's 17. Right. And she's also having a pretty inappropriate intra-office relationship that's played for jokes. And even though it's not clear, what is Molly Shannon's position at the paper? Because I mean, like, like I think I think they're at the same level, which makes the the person that she's allegedly dating. And uh, so that I guess that makes that slightly okay because i mean like they're completely different departments at the same level so there's no power dynamic there but like it's still like played as like hey you shouldn't be dating someone in the company i sent a memo out about that yeah i ignore your memos ha 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 you know it's like um it's the 90s baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> do what we like yeah but then there's that moment where everybody kisses after they kiss and we get like you know the ever after starriness around mm. And then everyone kisses, and James Franco kisses a woman who pushes and who him rejects away. him, which yeah. is a which which is a nice precursor yeah. to what his situation is now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. then, and, and and back in the nineties, no one knew about consent. Yeah, didn't exist. We hadn't invented the word yet. It wasn't yeah. invented until two thousand sixteen. When she says no, she's just being shy. She really wants to touch your dick. (laughs) All you have to do is grab her head and force it on. I mean, that was literally the message of every Hollywood movie. Yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. Uh, Again, uh... therapy is not free. Thanks, Hollywood. 
Yeah. And, you know, again, that's why I'm like, I, the dark places of how to fix this movie I go with are just like playing up that angle and pointing out how not okay it is and making humor about that. But it's just like, that makes this a way darker movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, black comedies seem to be on the rise these days, though. Yeah. So no, a I remake mean, of this, but as a black comedy. Don't remake this. Just make don't something remake good. It. No. Just, just go yeah. see Bottoms. Bottoms is way more fun than this. Oh, but it's on something. I will watch it. Who's yeah. the production company on it? Wasn't that like Paramount or something? I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, it's, you know, it's an indie. But hey, so. um, I feel like this part's going to go kind of fast. Who wants to give their see it or screw it on this? Screw first? it. <laughs> Thanks, I think Emily. Emily wants to go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, w- was that like the whole of it? You, you want more? <laughs> uh screw it this movie has a million subplots and like get like all of its messages like basically all of them are bad other than like (laughs) you know embrace who you are and like that person is cool like all right that's a good message everything else this movie says is bad and again therapy isn't free do not (laughs) watch this do not show this to your children it's okay if you're an adult, but yeah, it should have like a R rating. <laughs> it's a uh, it's R like messaging. messaging. Yeah, exactly. R rating to... messaging. <laughs> like there was like movies had that um on the English like rating system growing up, like a 15s would sometimes have nothing else, but it would say like uh, adult themes, you yeah. know, and that would be enough. And that would all I mean be that like, is a wow, that they got a 15s with just too. themes. That's yeah. badass. <laughs> That exists in American movies too. Um, it is a catch-all that they will sometimes use, but um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, do you have more to add, Emily? Or nope, that's <laughs> it. That's yeah. good. I, 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 it's all been said. Fuck yep. this movie. Yeah, no, I, I similar. I'll, I'll go next. I similarly, uh, I have a, a screw it. I, I just feel like the structure of it is so loose the plot line there's so many like dropped plot threads that don't go anywhere and then like like there's just so much cringe especially around uh inappropriate uh power dynamics and age relationships uh it's it's not it's not good i i just hate so much of this i mean at the same time like i will say that i think ink uh you know, uh, Barrymore and Arquette and, I mean, honestly, he, he, uh, John C. Riley and, and and to an extent, Molly Shannon, like, their performances are all fine. It's just like, oh, yeah. the script is, and, you know, maybe they kind of block out some, like, they make the script appear less bad than it is, but the script is just so bad yeah. <laughs> um, that, like, like it's... Dated. Yeah, it, it just it doesn't it doesn't work and you're just like so uncomfortable with so much of it that I just like I can't I can't yeah I, I hated this movie about like 10 minutes in and it's just like oh and then I had to sit through the rest of it and it's just like save yourself the trouble and don't watch it just screw it. So. Yeah, it's like an hour 47. <laughs> oh, uh, so long. No surprise here. It's trash. Screw it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, like tj talks about background noise a lot like this is a very background movie but it's not even that good like you can do better (laughs) 
I don't, I don't really think it has any redeeming features. Uh, I laughed a couple times early on. And then like, similarly to Dan, I think about a half an hour in, I was like fully done with it and just wanted to put anything else on. Uh, screw it. Uh, you guys might be surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally a screw it too. Like I find Drew Barrymore, like this era of Drew Barrymore makes me kind of want to like rewatch like ever after isn't that like before that's a better after? movie than this. i don't know ever after yeah it's, you feel like that's a better movie i mean we could go through her she's got a lot of like i i have a hard time a... believing she has much that she has much that's worse than this to be honest but yeah. she is a fan of the the, the problematic plotline though see 50 first dates which is also yeah a, those bizarre movie amnesia romance movies uh <laughs> like, that, like that overboard which premise. i think people like would frown upon today and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a popular still, movie, though. That like that that you know like, I like a liked lot of Fifty First Dates. The... I haven't seen it in forever, but I definitely liked it when I saw it. But it's been a long time. Uh, this I can't imagine I would have liked it like, when it came you out. You know, like, like with this movie is fucked up as it is in hindsight. You know, I don't think they intentionally wanted to skeeve people out or make something. You know, like yeah. a lot of the time it's more. Um, and like, look at the stuff that gets made, like, like you know, in the Back to the Future or whatever, you know, with such an insane plot. Um, and then, like, oh my god, I went gets... back in time. My mom wants to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, and everyone jokes about it now. It's still one of the biggest fucking hits of all time. And yeah, people don't, people don't like go, oh, Back to the Future is so problematic. Well, I mean, but it is when you really break down to like, what the hell is 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 George breaking up when he punches out Biff because like straight up deep, sexual like sexual assault. assault yeah but like I think that you know why that gets that pass is probably because you know it is it's not portrayed as, good. portrayed as bad yeah exactly yes. and yeah it's like it takes you know it's not such an out and out comedy that you know it takes the things it wants to take seriously seriously you mm-hmm. know um yeah I don't know. This movie sucks, though. I, just, <laughs> I can't believe we I like we talked like, this long about she's it. She's adorable this and sucked. endearing, but I don't care. It sucks so bad. bad. Yeah, there's lots, so much other Drew Barrymore. Do like, I even try? Like, I love Charlie's Angels. That was my my jam of hers around this time. The first one. Oh, uh, we'll 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 do. A doesn't hold up but, uh, at some point. Our needless remake. Ah, starring Lucy Liu, the the woman who was voted most most beautiful woman in two thousand three and two thousand sixty three. Nice. Mm-hmm. Badass. Uh, I always love a good Futurama reference. <laughs> Again, don't Can stop talking now? about Futurama because yeah, that so would I, I like the TJ's uh, verdict, so then we can wrap this up. Oh, I already gave my verdict. Screw oh, it. Like okay. we're we're unanimous Malk and a unanimous screw it. Like good. cool, we're done. Th- this movie sucked. Like yep. We've been if you're an adult, screw it. if you want to revisit it, like watch it, but, but like, don't watch it. Yeah, this movie was not Rufus. <laughs> like, spend your like hour and forty seven minutes doing like anything else. <laughs> and if you're gonna show it something to your kids, rubber is uh, <laughs> less pro- problematic, despite like lots and lots of killing. Uh, rubber's still bad though. It's still bad, <laughs> but it's less problematic to show to fucking teenagers. Yeah, I mean, it's it still has, it still has as using using the the woman as bait for the tire, though. So yeah, but it's less bad than like it's cool to date your teacher. It's cool to date a tire. 
Pork one of these days. I guess you have to listen to the rubber episode. I guess so. A movie <laughs> I have no, a, a movie I have no strong feelings about at all. <laughs> Which is there's so much animated talk about that movie for between you guys. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> It's like a dumb, uh, little art, dumb little art movie that I'd neither like or dislike. TJ, wrap the shit up or I'm sticking my tire on you. Hey, poor... <laughs> where, can, where can people find something from you online? Uh, I review movies at Critiker.com under the name Marlurk. That's sweet. I, again, I, like, I feel like I often say this, but I love the Fallout reference. I can't <laughs> believe we're only like eight ways... A, eight years away from like fallout six yeah i have to buy a uh don't worry all their games are exactly the fucking same so just play starfield (laughs) oh boy oh i'd rather get uh the obsidian release that was their space one oh yeah yeah yeah. outer outer, uh, never mind (laughs) no no i i can't remember the name of it outer worlds or outer Outer worlds outer Outer worlds Worlds. that's totally what it was i'd rather get that uh, Dan, you've got a webcomic, right? Yeah, people can check out my webcomic with fetus.com. You can read it there. Um, and yeah, and you guys got stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Emily? TJ and I have another podcast. It is called New England Beer Reviews, where we talk about beer and we suck at doing it lately, but we swear to God, another episode will show up eventually. And we command you to listen to it <laughs> kindly. Would you I, kindly yes. listen to New England beer? Yes. Would you kindly? Uh, but yes, we've been Cedar Screw It. I've uh, been TJ alongside Emily, Dan, and Pork. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and X, and you can see what I'm watching on letterbox.com backslash S-I-O-S-I, the initials of our show. Speaking of the initials of our show, you can also give us money at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Um, oh, shit, I had a final word like half an hour ago. I have a final word. This so. It's just a reiteration of something that was already said. Again, this is Roger Gosnell's best reviewed film on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> with 54%. I, I was just going to say that I feel like the final word on this film should be Rufus or power is powerful. But um, God, both... <laughs> I hated the Rufus joke so much. Yep, it was so, so bad. bad. They were so not Fetch. <laughs> fetch is so oh, much Lord. better. Don't try to make it happen. <laughs> They it's just ripped like, that joke off. It's been off. 20 years. Completely. That's like a well, like I said, rip off of the Fetch girls show. Girls definitely had some inspiration. Oh, that was after. This. Okay. Yes. Is there a clueless equivalent where they make up a word in that? Uh, maybe. Probably. Anyway, but it's yeah, been a long you're, time. you're right. This, this, Future this, team, this indeed, This indeed was, uh, yeah, his highest reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes at 54%. Which is too yeah. bad because he did direct two James Gunn scripts. They're so blah. Like this is uh, so blah. Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo too. Visually, this is so blah. Bye. 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 Bye.